Check it out, uh. I'm back and I'm better. I've been patient, encouraging changes. I'm speaking new language. Just the thoughts of a joke. Only people who've been round will know. I'm talking about owning something, giving my homie some, teaching their youth how to survive. You owe me nothing. I'm just a young black man with a dream and a plan. These are my thoughts as I share them with the land. Thoughts of an average show. Just the thoughts of an average show. Uh -huh. Thoughts of an average show. Just the thoughts of an average show. Welcome to another episode of Thoughts of an Average Joe Podcast. My name is Troy Jackson, man, your favorite average Joe. And I got Leeds on once again. How you hey. doing, friend? Hey. Long time no <laughs> here. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so today I wanna talk about the I don't even know what I really want to call this. I guess so much of the child the parent child dynamic and how it affects your love life. And I feel like this is an interesting topic because parents shape, I, I, I feel like in a, in a certain way, parents shape who we are and they shape like how we potentially love someone. So like if I see my father being abusive to my mother, I'm going to think that's normal, even though that's not normal. Does that make sense? So gonna be interesting um because we both come from you know two separate backgrounds uh it's gonna be very very interesting so i want to start off with this i saw this on facebook where it says some people were raised off of love and others were raised off of survival so my question to you is excuse me oof, which one was you raised off of survival Okay. And why? I had to grow up very fast in a very fast paced chop. I wouldn't even call it a childhood because it wasn't, I guess I really never had the chance or like any of my siblings or even my mother had a chance to settle in okay. and have a normal childhood. Okay. So, okay. Um, been through a lot of struggles, a lot of changes, having to adapt, not adapting and pretending to be okay or, mm -hmm. you know, pretending to adapt. So, um, yeah, definitely survival. See, I was raised off of love. Mm -hmm. So it's different. Like, I've been blessed to have both my parents in my life and for them to still be married for over 30, 30, going on 32 years this year. And it's like, once again, I thought that was normal until I started seeing all my other friends. And I'm like, yo, like this ain't, this ain't normal. Like I'm seeing my friends raised in single parent households. I'm seeing my friends' parents get divorced. Like I've only seen my parents maybe argue like twice, maybe. You're lucky. In my life. Like twice <laughs> in my life. Like I'm saying, like they're still like 
best friends even during this whole quarantine stuff like they don't even really get annoyed with each other like that and i'm just like yo this is amazing yeah because <laughs> well i wish i had that but that's I what i'm saying i'm just sitting there going like that's amazing because yeah. if i mean like if i if i was with my girl right now during quarantine we probably would irk each other's nerves mm-hmm. a lot yeah. and they don't even irk, they, it's like it's like they're truly they're, it's like they're truly their best friends, and I'm just sitting there going like, "Yo, that's amazing." You're truly those high school sweethearts. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and you know, I wish I can only hope and pray that you know that that's me one day. When Especially I, you know, if you grew up with love. Exactly. You're hoping that that doesn't fail you. That that actually teaches you to be in a relationship that exactly. would be filled with love, so you could pass that. Exactly. See you next. So, did you, did you, did you start off living in a two-parent household? Then it went to a one-parent household, yeah. or were you always in a yeah. two-parent household? I mean, the thing is, like, my father was always there, but he wasn't. He would always, first and foremost, he was always the one moving us around. Uh-huh. So, you know, the reason why I don't, I still don't know to this day, but. You know, that's the reason why it was really hard for us, because we had to adapt. My mom had to adapt. And, you know, he would be there. He would support, you know, he would pay. He would support that I know of. But he was always, at, you know, in another city. So he wasn't, he was there, but he wasn't present. Yeah, he was like in another city, like mm-hmm. working or something like okay. that. So okay, okay. Um, he was there, but not there. You know, so. If you don't mind me asking, how's your relationship now? I haven't talked to my father. Okay, that's interesting. Why is that? I guess when we moved to Orlando, he kind of just was like, this is too much. Okay. And he finally gave up, which I guess I can't really. Okay, I do blame him, but I I guess I really don't understand it from his point of view. Mm -hmm. Because for him, it was kind of like sweep it under the rug and hope Mm -hmm. that the problem kind of diminishes. But Mm -hmm. it's like, you can't do that. Especially when you have people that look up to you, that look up to your relationship, um, you can't just sweep it under the rug. So it's it's a lot of things, honestly, a lot of emotions, a lot of unfinished business. Mm-hmm. Um, so honestly, the reason why I honestly don't know, I feel like he just was just like one day bump this family. So when you moved from Orlando, did you move from like? Out the country or different no. state or um from down south. I okay. don't know if you uh, heard of Northport or Arcadia or Cape Coral. Yeah, I heard of Cape Coral. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, not too far from there. I actually used to live in Cape Coral. I used to live in different small towns down south. Okay. Um, but yeah, once we moved here, everything changed. Okay. Um. Hmm. Yeah, because I'm like I said, I've been blessed. I don't like me and my parents. We don't. So I get along more with my dad than I do my mom, just because me and my dad are more alike. And yeah. me and my, even though me, my, every everybody that know me, like the older people, will say that me and my mom are just alike. But me and my dad have the same interests. Yeah. We connect more. Like me and my mom, we get along, but we don't get along. So like because of that, there's things that like when it comes to my personal life, I don't tell my parents anything. Like, I especially don't tell my mom nothing. Like, <laughs> I don't either. Like, my mom will maybe know that, you know, I have a girlfriend if I tell her. Yeah. But that's necessarily, you know, that's about it. Like, uh-huh. she knows about this one now. 
And it took her a while to know about it just because, like, I just don't want them in my business. Yeah. Like. And I feel like that's okay. I feel like when you know that something's going to be, like, for sure, for sure, it's okay mm-hmm. to, you know, keep it, you know, keep it secret for a couple of, you know, years. Mm-hmm. You know, no offense. But I feel like that's important just to secure what you got going on. No, I agree with you 100%. I agree with you. I don't know about years, but I agree with you. <laughs> maybe a year. I would do a year or maybe two. Okay. You know, if I was dating somebody, because I feel like, you know, people kind of dip in their, you know, hands in your business sometimes yeah. affects your affects your relationship or maybe how you, the way that you've seen something one moment, but then when somebody puts their opinion on what it is or how they, how they think it is, that starts to affect how you think. Exactly. You know, I, I feel you on that. Like... I haven't gone, like, the, the pe- people listen to my podcast know yeah. that I have a girlfriend, but just, like, the everyday person yeah. won't know. Only, like, my inner circle knows, and that's how it's probably going to yeah. be, because I don't I don't need no drama, you know what I'm saying? Don't need people all in my business, yeah. just like you Giving said, like, opinions, you know what I'm saying? Things like that. Exactly. Yeah. I agree with you. But I- you're very lucky for growing up in a household of love. Mm-hmm. I agree with you on that. Honestly, my parents, like, I've, you know... I've never really seen like my parents get along for very, very long, but mm-hmm. I've grown up to where, you know, it would always be arguments, disagreements, which has affected, you know, you know, our relationship. I mean, my relationship with my siblings, like that's mm-hmm. all we know is like we love each other and we would, you know, give our last for each other. But we're very cold and very insensitive when it comes to each other's feelings. You know what I'm saying? I got you. Or how we feel, but I feel like that's only because of what we've grown to know, mm-hmm. you know, and not something we wanted, you know, but something that we just kind of developed because that's all we, that's all we knew. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't grow up where it would, you know, be my parents going on, you know, honeymoons or anniversaries mm-hmm. or first dates and stuff like that. Like, you know. Yeah, because I'm still lucky. My parents still keep it fresh, like... They uh normally I don't know about this year, but normally they still do something for the anniversary every year. Like they'll try to go on vacation, whether it's Hawaii or Italy or yeah. you know what I'm saying. And then they normally try to do something because their birthdays are like three days apart, so they normally try to do something together for their birthdays. Like it's, they still do things to keep it fresh. I'm honestly impressed that they really don't yeah. argue like that because yeah. especially with this whole quarantine, I'm the only one that has to go to work. Yeah, they still they get to work from home. Like I'm sorry, it'd be a it just sounds like they look. They've it just sounds like they've definitely mastered the five love languages because yeah, and I think part of that helped because they were. What I think my mom said they dated for five years before they got married. To me, that's way too long. Like after like two, two and a half. Why you think five is too long? Like I don't know if I can. Like I just feel like I don't need to date you for five years. To know if I want to marry you or not, like you know what I'm saying, yeah. like I feel like if it's after two and a half years and I ain't asked you to marry me, I'm probably not going to ask you. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I feel like two years is like two years is, is is perfect, but it also depends though. Like it also depends where you're at in life. Yeah. Like I'm older, so I know what I want. It may be different if I'm like 24. That it may take me five years so we get to around like you know 29 financially wise for everything to get right then i say you know will you marry me so it depends yeah. but if you like 30 <laughs> okay yeah 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> you in like those circumstances, 30? now you got to at least know what you want. So that's no excuse. Yes. You if know. you like 30 and you taking forever to, uh, and you, you taking forever to figure out if you want to marry the girl or not, you wasting five years of somebody's life. Now they 35. <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> yeah, you wasting my time. At that point, that girl's already gonna be pressuring you. Like, so you in or you out? Because it shouldn't take no guy. I mean, I guess, it, like you said, it depends on where you are in your life. Because uh-huh. you know? during those five years that your parents were dating, they could have been traveling the world or, uh-huh. you know, taking care of what they needed to take care of. And they kind of met halfway towards the end to, uh-huh. to where they could actually really faithfully. Pay attention to mm-hmm. what they had going on. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. So they probably, you know, dating a little bit in the beginning and, you know, doing the little, doing the damn thing. Mm-hmm. And then it just started to, you know, get better and better and more time, spending more time together and things like that. So, I mean, it got them somewhere successful in their yeah. relationship. They took their time. They I feel like that's very important is taking your time with that person. and Definitely took their time. Yeah. Now, if marriage is not a qu- in question within that five years, now you got a problem. Yeah. Cor- yes. I agree if that's 100%. a topic that's never been brought up, if I literally do not know you like the back of my hand in the relationship, now we got an issue. Mm-hmm. I agree with you on that. But I, you know, I haven't really seen my parents like, like that together. Okay. So how does that affect, how does that affect your romantic relationships? A lot. Because it's like, I feel like I'm kind of like my mom. My mom's very awkward. She, you know, she not as like I could tell she's not as romantic. She uh-huh. doesn't like, you know, after my dad, she doesn't. She never wanted to pursue another guy. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So she kind of just to herself. So I feel like that's kind of how I, how I am. You know? Okay. Like, being in a relationship is not that big of an issue for me. Okay. Um. Because you grew up independent. Yeah. Um physical is not too much of an issue for me like it's just kind of like whatever for me mm-hmm. you know and even if I'm like attracted to somebody it's really hard for me to show that affection until like I said or until I feel like I'm comfortable mm-hmm. um, it's affected me a lot because you know your parents never really sit down to tell you how to like really love especially when you grew up in a household like that mm-hmm. like they don't sit down with you and say, this is how you're supposed to love, or this is how relationships are supposed to go, or this is what you're going to feel. And I feel like they didn't know that for themselves. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's like, how could you teach something that you've never experienced? Okay. So I feel like the same way it's affecting, affecting my mother now, it's affecting me. Okay. You know? And everybody else. Mm-hmm. Like my other sister. It's been, it's really hard because some days I'll be like, okay, I want to be loved on. And then other days I'll be like, oh, I think it, you know, I'd rather work (laughs) and um, keep my mind distracted with that, you know? So it's affected me a lot. Like I'd be feeling like something's wrong with me (laughs) for real. I don't know how to, to really show that I want somebody like somebody. I don't know. It's weird. I understand. I understand. I see where you're coming it's from. It's tough. I understand where you're coming <laughs> from. I have other friends. I understand. I understand completely where you're coming from. So, I've always, I've always wondered, right? 
how was it growing up in a single parent household? Like, what were the struggles that you had to deal with? Growing up fast. Okay. Growing up way too fast. You know, not enjoying. Hey, I'm in high school and I wanna participate in the pep rallies or I wanna, you know, sneak out and attend the parties and things mm-hmm. like that. Like I had no type of and it's not that I didn't want to do, it's just that I didn't have any interest to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, like in high school, like I really didn't care about things like that. But it's because I was growing up fast. I was trying to get a scholarship by the eighth grade. I was, you know, I guess striving to knowing that my knowing that my parents had a hard time keeping each other's attention. Mm-hmm. I guess I was striving to make up for that and trying to go above and beyond, trying to make them happy, trying to make up for the lack of attention they had with. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it just made me grow up really fast. And okay. then, you know, of course, when my father kind of stopped supporting the family, mm-hmm. now that's really making me grow up fast. Because now, after high school, now I got to hop and help my mom. Because, mm-hmm. of course, no real child that loves their mother is going to let them leave alone. So, exactly. Now I had to, st- you know, not just me, but my brothers and sisters had mm-hmm. to step in. It was more so like, oh, I don't have time to focus on other things. I have to make up for the lack of somebody in the family now. Mm-hmm. You know? So it was a struggle. It's, I mean, I mean, it's still a struggle. Not, not even really more so like the growing up fast part, but just like the, just knowing that she's had missed time too. Like my mother's had missed time too. Mm-hmm. You know, the way that you would want her to be enjoying life with the man mm-hmm. happy ever after you know so I really don't know what 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 goes through her head at times mm-hmm. like you know if she's hurt by it if she's kind of over it you know or you know if, if it's still affecting her so that hurts to know okay. you know because I don't know what's going on in her head uh, I can see I can see so she doesn't open up like that no and I feel like that's one of the reasons why I it's hard for me to open up got you because she's closed, mm-hmm. so I'm closed. I feel like my father was more open. Mm-hmm. He was more, as far as emotionally, he was more expressing his emotions mm-hmm. more. If he felt like, you know, like he would always come to me, like if my mom did something or said something that he didn't like, he'd come to me and be like, yo, she said this, and he'd like, it hurt me, and he would express it to me. But my mom was not like that. My mom's kind of like, eh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I feel like I'm growing up to, you know, kind of grown to be like her like very insensitive and mm-hmm. nonchalant about emotions or feelings now do you show your emotions like so let's say for example you got a boyfriend right mm-hmm. or a significant other do you show do you show your do you show your emotions then or is it still like hard to show it now a boyfriend if if any guy would get that far with me yeah i would now you got to kind of put those things to the side and you got to realize like it's not even about what you went through it's Mm -hmm. now we're living in this together you know so now you got to kind of be comfortable enough to let that out because Mm -hmm. you're in a you're in a partnership now you got to learn how to express that with no issues you know now if it was me dating somebody and maybe dating somebody like i felt like they were not that good of a listener probably not okay you know or like 
let's say I ex- I finally decided to express myself and it was kind of like, oh, okay, you mm-hmm. know, you kind of kind of pushed it to the side a little bit. I probably wouldn't bring up how I feel ever again. Okay. You know, because I feel like when people finally have the courage to say how they feel, especially when it comes, when it's about a childhood or what they've been through as far as family trauma, mm-hmm. that's important to them. And nice. I feel like that's why a lot of people don't like to to talk about it because they don't feel like people are really listening. Mm-hmm. They don't feel like people are really, com- like, you're listening, but are you understanding? Exactly. You know? You're listening, but are you comprehending? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's you. more than just, just being there. It's kind of, kind of being empathetic and sympathetic and, and talking and asking questions and wanting to dig a little deep. Uh-huh. Especially if you're my partner, like uh-huh. you shouldn't. It shouldn't just be a closed-end conversation. It should be open-ended conversation exactly. where we're, you know, where we're doing this back and forth, and you wanting to learn a lot about what where I came from, why this happened, how it happened, how did it make me feel, things like that. Uh-huh. That's what a relationship is. I agree, John. So, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, like I know for me, like I said, I was raised off love, but. The one thing I will take from my dad is that he always, like, never stopped pursuing my mom. So even though I may not always, and I'm still learning, like, I I feel like I matured a lot over this last year and a Mm -hmm. half to where, like, I may not always love a woman correctly, but I know how to. And I'm conscious of it to make a more, more of an attempt to do that. It's like, yo, like, my dad, remember my dad put me to the side one time. He was like, yo. If you want to be in a real serious relationship, you're going to have to get your act together. Because he was like, I gave you the blueprint. I gave you the guideline to how to do that. But you're going off a different way. But then you're wondering why you're lonely. You're not following the guideline. Like, you know what I'm saying? I was, I thought about it. And I was like, damn, his bald head ass is right. <laughs> <laughs> so, as far as... Now, I, I love the keep pursuing part of it. Mm-hmm. But it's like... For men, how do you keep, keep pursuing a woman? Just finding ways to keep things fresh. Like he always told me that um, what you did to keep her is what you got to do over the course of the relationship. Like you know what I'm saying, don't get too comfortable. Like you know what I'm saying, like if you know she likes to, you know, he told me one thing that women always love to be, to be thought of. So he was like, if you know, it's true. I'll give you a perfect example, right? Mm-hmm. Um, my girl was having a bad day, a bad week, a couple, uh, a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and so I did something I never did. I did something I never did before, which is I hit up our mutual friend, and she knew what was going on. So then she was like, "What are you planning on doing about it?" It didn't cross in my mind like, "Yo, to get flowers." She was like, "You should get her flowers," and I guarantee you it'll work. Now, mind you. I ain't know flowers was expensive. <laughs> all right, you ain't know flowers was no, expensive. No, because I've Them never, good I, I've never, I've never gotten flowers before. I went to flowersu.com oh, and I was that's like, so cute. I was like, first of all, I'm like, damn, where she live? And I'm like, every time she lives, always got to be X amount just to ship it. I'm like, you killing me, or you killing me with my pockets? But yeah. I did it, and it like made her whole weekend. Yeah, because that just the thing is, you stepped out your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. You went above and beyond. And the reason why you went above and beyond is because you didn't let distance make you stay, like, make you think Uh or stay complacent. Uh 
Like, you was like, yo, my girl's having a bad day. I don't care about that shipping cost, even though it's hurting my pockets. Mm-hmm. My girl's having a bad day, and mm-hmm. despite the fact that she's miles away, you know, it's one thing to be, I mean, it's still a huge thing if, like, I live with my man and he came home with flowers. Mm-hmm. But, woof, boy, it's a whole nother thing. <laughs> you ship me flowers? Listen. <laughs> and you hit my best friend up to ask me what was going on. That just shows me that you, like, you were being thoughtful. Mm-hmm. You cared about my feelings. That's actually what um, my best friend's man did. Um, he ended up, she she was. he told me that she was having a bad day, and mm-hmm. he ended up texting me telling me, hey, do you think that she would like this? And ended her, I mean, I didn't, <clears throat> I ended up texting him late, so I didn't get to really put my input in it. Mm-hmm. But he did that for her, and that was so sweet. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, uh, we love to be thought of. Yeah, you know? so that's, I guess that's how... I would say just as far as like keeping a relationship fresh, like you know what I'm saying, like having date nights or. Did like, you say dick nights or date, date nights? Date, <laughs> not, not dick nights. <laughs> Definitely said date. Listen, too long with the celibacy journey. I'm just hearing things. Woo! <laughs> oh man, that's funny as shit. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying, Woo. like just having date nights, like. Even through this whole process, before the whole, like, uh, corona shit happened, what we would try to do is, is we would try to, um, like, we'll, we'll try to have, like, a movie day. So, therefore, like, she'll, we used to FaceTime, but we'll just normally call each other. And we'll just be on the phone while we're listening, while we're both watching the same Oh, movie. that is so freaking cute. And then, like, if we have something to say, we'll just take each other off and be like, yo, did you see that? Like, oh, for, my god! <laughs> like, we saw. I love that. We saw. Coffee and Kareem, uh-huh. uh, that Netflix movie, and we was just like, "This little boy is bad." I'm like, "Yo, oh my our, our our kid cannot be this way because it, yeah. it would be a whole fit." But you know what I'm saying? Just just something, just little things like that, because you know we're we're miles apart, or you know what I'm saying that, or you know we'll be we'll be on Facetime for hours, not for you hours. See, that too. just shows there's no excuse mm-hmm. because long distance actually for me used to be a huge thing for me as well, you know, and you know. When you start to see somebody slacking, it's like there's no excuse. We're miles away. All, all you have is communication. Exactly. And I feel like that's what makes the communication stronger. And so, like, yes. that's yes. definitely one thing I learned from my dad. Like, he taught me communication is important. He was like, you never want to leave your partner in doubt. So, having doubt in their mind. So, even if you don't like it, express how you feel. They'll appreciate. They'll appreciate you for it. I'd rather have somebody tell me how they feel than me guessing and being like, yo, I I think, you know, like, you mad at me, but I'm really, you're not mad with me, but because you didn't communicate with me, we didn't talk. And now yeah. we ain't talked for, like, three days, and yeah. now it's a whole issue. Yeah. So. Communication. I think I learned communication myself because as far as learning from my parents, I didn't really have that, like I said before. There's a lot of things that I had to learn by myself. And I feel like, like I said before, you can't really teach something you don't know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you gotta just, you just gotta be grateful for those experiences because that kind of just that molded me to who I am now. Mm-hmm. But just because of the past or how I grew up, that's not going to. I don't want that to ever affect what I want in my home mm-hmm. when I have one. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and that's one thing that. I feel like I feel like that's one thing that 
you know, my father let affect his relationship mm-hmm. because, you know, he told me that my grandfather had 36 kids, which is a lot of kids. That's and a on, whole lot. And he was on his own, I think, since the age of five. Sheesh. So, like he and, you know, in and out of, you know, homes and things like that. So mm-hmm. how is somebody like that supposed to, you know, grow or learn or see the faults in itself if mm-hmm. like he never got taught that so mm-hmm. i like to i like to just you know try to be some you know some type of sympathetic but i feel like that shouldn't that's not enough to make you act in the way that you have mm-hmm. you know to where you kind of abandoned i see i see where you're coming from but you gotta learn from your you gotta ultimately just learn from your shit you do you ain't you ready do. for it you know what I'm saying? You should have not, not let it happen, but now that you have it, handle your shit. Mm-hmm. You do. But and that's it, not an excuse. It's not an excuse, but it's more like of a... We're gonna, I'm going to say this, that we're going um, we're gonna to take a break so I can hear a word from my sponsors. It's more like from seeing it from other people's perspectives, like seeing how... Because I have... I haven't had friends, but I've seen other people that have done it. It's more like it's just a... They got to be on their shit, but they're afraid to. So it's almost like a generational curse. Yeah. It's like... My father did this, so I want to do better. But then when things get back, just revert to how he did me because that's what I know and it's easier yeah. as opposed to breaking the cycle. Yeah. So, And I agree as far as the generational curse thing, um, which is something I'm just trying to break because uh-huh. nobody got time for that. So. I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. So let's um hear a word from our sponsors. Uh, and then after that, um, we'll be back. Do you want to start a podcast but don't know where to begin? Reach out to The Average Joe Media, a podcast traveling company. They bring their top-of-the-line equipment to you, record your episode, and edit it and email it back to you in just a couple of days. Monthly consultations also come with being a client as well along with affordable prices. All you have to do is talk and they will do the rest. Express yourself, speak your mind, and relax. Let us do the work for you. Go to www.theaveragejoemedia.com to book your session today. All right, y'all. I know it's been a minute, man. Um, the Creative Corner segment. I'm back. Um, I'm back with another single by Faye. Bakery is going to be his first song off his album, The Bake Sale, coming out soon, I believe. Uh, the album is fire. Trust me. But Bakery's the first song. It's going. It's a good song. Uh, check it out, man. We'll put the link in the description below. Once again, if you want to be a part of the, uh, if you want to be part of the creative corner segment just email me at man at averagejt.com and just put your give me instagram me your links stuff like that i'll go ahead and put it in there all right man let's get to it bakery by Faye. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, 
give me no proposition, it's no head not level Chopper right here by my side, it's like we go together You going down, I'm going with you, we gon' go together I've been cooled up in the crib, I like that photo better Lawyers blowing up my phone, I think they trying to settle Over at them boxes, popping right about the kettle Acrobatic with the flip, I just might see some medals What's the chance they catch you slipping, you ain't going special I've been trying to reach the top, but I've seen different levels Diamonds dancing off the bezel, only time will tell you If I signed your mama jersey, that's your memorabilia Give me them keys to the, give me them keys to the yeah. Give me them keys to the bakery We don't do no fakery, did what I had to do Ain't nobody making me, no stressing on the suicide Rolling up the maple leaf, we believe almighty God That bad juju away from me I've been feeling numb inside, at least he took that pain from me I don't speak, they wonder why, ain't nothing you can say to me I'ma mind my business, don't call me as no witness I used to wear a 32, I'm too big for my bridges Them keys to the bakery, yeah. Give me them keys to the bakery, yeah. My LLC with the bakery I'm still peeking out through my window. Chopper gon' sing crescendo. She don't know my ends low, but at least I got this Benzo. Rise and shine like Kylie, but stay low key like Kendall. I read you like a Kendall, and you ain't saying Nando. We could do you dirty, do you clean, we do it either way. I fuck with you, you fuck with me, but please don't touch my Frito Lay. Breaking bread the keto way, it's like we playing keep away. I will cross the border for you, that's my mama, see the way. Lot of y'all gon' drown in sorrow right before you see the wave, and I wonder. How much he would make if he just threw his team away The flow is good, but God is great I pray today I see his face I felt the love, I felt the hate I felt the pain, I felt the grace Felt like puff, I felt like mace I took a bite, I had a taste I had my cake and ate it too They used to call me Anna Faye Don't make me draw this chopper out I turn this bitch to anime Naruto on your noodle, that's my shooter He gon' blast away the bakery We don't do no fakery Did what I had to do Ain't nobody making me No stressing on the suicide Rolling Another man believe we believe Almighty God that bad juju away from me. I've been feeling numb inside. At least he took that pain from me. I don't speak, they wonder why. Ain't nothing you can say to me. I'm a mama business. Don't call me as no witness. I used to wear a 32. I'm too big for my bridges. Them keys to the bakery. Yeah. Give me them keys to the bakery. Yeah. My LLC with the bakery. y'all that was Faye bakery give me them keys to the bakery that's my shit um yeah that's my shit man um once again the album coming out soon man you can um it's as everywhere pandora apple music uh spotify bakery i'll put the description below um real quick before we get back into the episode man uh it's early voting here in florida man anywhere else is early voting go vote Make your voice heard. All right, y'all. Let's get back into the episode. All right. 
So, um, where was I at? So there's different type of attachment styles, right? That I wanted to read. So, um, one of them is when our caregivers re reject us or are unresponsive to our needs, we may develop an insecure, avoidant, or dismissive avoidant attachment style. Which means if you have this attachment style, you likely avoid close relationships or keep partners at an emotional distance. You may hide your feelings, push people away, keep secrets, and shut down when others show emotion. Despite these behaviors and seeming disinterest and intimacy, insecure, avoidant people often strongly desire relationships and feel alone. The second one is children who experience persistent neglect or abuse may develop a fearful avoidant or disorganized disoriented attachment style and that means when the person who was supposed to love and care for you is the person who hurt you it makes sense that you could grow up to fear both intimacy and being alone individuals with this attachment style have a hard time trusting people close themselves off emotionally are terrified of rejection and may be uncomfortable showing affection uh, the third one is if our caretakers fluctuate between being responsive to our needs and dismissive or neglective of them we may develop an insecure or anxious preoccupied attachment style which means adults with this attachment style are often called clingy if this is your attachment style you likely desire lots of intimacy and are ever watchful of changes in your relationship sometimes to the point of paranoia you may feel like you're more devoted to your partner than your partner is to you have low self-esteem and show a high level of emotional dysregulation, aka mood swings. How do you, how do you feel about that? I feel like that all just tells in to each other. Uh -huh. You know, I agree because I feel like it. I mean, they made some good points. Like, especially I want to say the uh, what was it the second one. When it says uh, children who experience persistent neglect or abuse may develop a fearful avoidant or disorganized disoriented attachment style like that's real like i've known of some people who were abused by their parents and it was just like one or two things either happen either they fear intimacy or they try to bring that same abuse into their relationship and it's just like yo <laughs> like it's wild like absolutely wild and i just be i just feel bad for them because it's like they don't properly know how to love because their parents didn't love them yeah. so that's all they know and even if they do want to change once how again, they gonna know how to change exactly yeah you're not gonna know how to change if you don't have nobody to teach you so that's that's another reason why i feel like when it comes to parents I feel like parents need to apologize to their kids if they're wrong. And I feel like most Josh parents. Struggled. I don't think I've ever heard my dad say he's sorry. Ever. I've heard my, I've heard my parents say they're sorry. It hasn't been a lot, but they said it. If I, they was like, if they were truly wrong, they would say, I'm sorry. And I feel like, you know, that I, I feel like that's important because otherwise it's basically saying like, okay, so my parents must be always right. And even though it hurt her, hurt her feelings, they haven't acknowledged it. So when we go on to these, romantic relationships or friendships we're doing the same thing because we think that's normal and now everybody's calling us an asshole or you're insensitive or everything like that but it's just more like i haven't been taught that it's hard to do something when you haven't been when when you haven't been taught it 
So I don't know. I just, like I said, I just be, I I just been blessed because I see all my other friends who are raised in like uh, single parent households that may not have been healthy, and it's just like yo, like I sympathize with them, yeah, because I know how tough it can be, yeah, and I try to be like okay, like they may say something, and I'd be like all right, I know like what you're going through, I know you know how you were raised, so. I'm willing to to work with you. Like, I'm willing to be like, okay, let's do this. Let's do that. I also feel like if, if your relationship with your parents is, like, that bad, you need to go to therapy. Yeah. Definitely need to you go. You think to therapy th- will help, though? I think so. I think yeah. therapy will help. Yeah. I just think because... I feel like... I, I guess it depends how deep the wound is. Uh-huh. I feel like a lot of things is just not fixable. Uh-huh. You know? I feel like going through that is not going to erase the memories or you know maybe words that were said or it won't the way that somebody feels just because of you know a couple sessions Mm -hmm. it won't it won't uh it won't erase the memories or anything like that but i think having an outlet to be able to really just vent without being judged i think that helps completely And with a therapist, they're trained to help you understand yourself. And cope with those feelings. Exactly. And yeah. they want to see a better you. So I feel like they want to see a better version of yourself. So I feel like it can help tremendously. Because just a simple fact, let's say me and my parents don't get along. Yeah. And it's really affected my relationships to where, like, I can't properly love the person that I'm with. Because of all this negativity and hatred and resentment that I have for my parents. And it's starting to show in my relationship. And I don't necessarily know that. She's telling me, but I don't see it. But when I go to therapy and finally just let it all out, I'm able to be vulnerable. I'm able to cry. I'm able to do whatever I need to do. And then it's like, okay. I kind of see, like, you know, I kind of see what they're talking about. And then we could take the next steps on how to get there. Because even though, like... Even though I, I, you know, saying, I live with both of my parents and everything like that, it's like me and my mom have an okay relationship. Like in compares to my two younger brothers, like we just don't, we don't talk like that. And I think some of that is because of what happened when I was on academic suspension, when I was in college, and what happened uh, probably when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Like when I was growing up, um, like I was. I want to say I was a bad kid. I just didn't really respect authority like that. And so I was probably maybe like 13, 14, something like that. I was still in either middle school or high school, probably high school. And my mom kicked me out. And my dad wasn't there. And ever since then, that just kind of changed, like, you know. The dynamic. Yes. Yeah. The dynamic, the perspective. And then it was one time, uh, it was like senior year of high school. I was still living in Jersey, and my dad moved down here early. And I had an internship. I wanted to be a sports broadcaster. Still do. And I had an internship to where Jersey and Philly is like 30 minutes apart. So it's like Sanford and Orlando. And I had an internship to where I was going to be working overnight at a radio station, at this big-time radio station in Philly. If my dad was still here, my dad would have took me. But my mom didn't take me. And I just felt like, yo, you don't... I'm not saying you don't necessarily pursue... You don't necessarily want to seem successful but I just felt like she didn't make that sacrifice 
And then I remember one time I was at FAM and I was, I was like really struggling. And then my mom was like, have you ever thought about like changing majors or going to trade school? And I was just like, oh, you got me. (laughs) Like, yeah, I was like, oh, you got me messed up. Like I would never like. It just sounds like she don't really understand how much something means to you. Exactly. Exactly. So that's kind of like the, the barrier that we have. And I don't know if I'm necessarily ready to exploit that. Exactly. Exploit it or, you know, talk to her about it. Like, I mean, like, if it's anything, like, career-wise, like, I'll go, I'll go to my dad before I go to my mom. Yeah. Like, my mom knows, my mom thinks she knows everything, but she only knows certain aspects of me, and it's mainly because of, I know how she will react to certain situations. Like, I'm not, I'm not gonna go into this one situation that happened recently with the family, but it just proved my point, like, yo, this is why I tell like my girlfriend's like if I get pregnant I'm not telling my mom and she just like she proved my point 1000% and I was just like yo like that is wild sometimes you just see how somebody is and you just rather not go down that road anymore Uh you know but I I really truthfully understand Um, I feel like even expressing it is kind of like is it worth going back and talking about it now Uh I feel like a lot of the times we want to talk about it but it's like do I really want to go back and talk about it? Mm-hmm. You know, you know. Do you really want to open that wound up again? Do you really want to? You know, exactly. Is she actually out? Like I've been doing good mm-hmm. this whole time, not talking about it. So like, are they actually going to see my point of view? No. And the- then, like, that's a waste. Then that's a waste of time because, mm-hmm. okay, now I decided to go back and talk about it. Now you don't get what I'm saying, or you exactly. don't hear what I'm saying. So. This was all for nothing. Exactly. And I feel like that's something that people don't want to have to go through. Exactly. Like, I remember when the whole corona stuff started happening. You know, I normally have people come to the house to record or I'll go to them. And then she was like, yo, you can't do nothing. And I'm like, I get it, but I don't get it because... I like I see where y'all coming from, but I'm only, I'm still the only one that got to go to work every day. So either way, I'm getting exposed to it. Like you feel me? So it's like I don't see the difference in between yeah. going to work and going. having somebody having somebody come to me so we could work. Yeah, or I w- yeah. I would even go to them, and she was like, yeah. "You can't even go to them." And I'm just like, "Yo, like." It I- just sounds like she doesn't really understand what really truthfully. How truth, how something truthfully means to you. I feel like there's that gap there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I love sports, but oh, you love sports, cool. But she doesn't understand the root of what what makes you happy. Yo, you know what? That is so true because, like, I remember I'm a big Philadelphia Eagles fan. I'm a uh-huh. big Philly everything. And when the Eagles would lose. Until maybe like the last, like maybe like two, two and a half years ago when we won the Super Bowl, I would get so mad. Like I still get mad when we lose to the Cowboys because I hate the Cowboys. Like, I, <laughs> like it, it's a whole like we lose to the Cowboys. I'm calling out of work. I don't even want to deal with you. Like it's it's that bad. But I remember we were losing the playoffs and I would throw like a whole fit, like my whole day before, and I would just be so upset. And she would just be like, "It's just a game." And I'm like, "No, like you don't understand. <laughs> the season is over. Uh-huh. There is no more football for me until next season because we lost. Like, I need uh-huh. you to grasp how serious this is for me. Like, it gets so bad because, like, I'm, like, the fanatic. And my dad's more of just, like, the calm one. So when we watch games, 
I watch games upstairs, they watch games downstairs because I get animated. Like I, <laughs> like we, like I just be like, I be like, oh man, like I just be like, I can't throw anything, so I'm just throwing, I'm just punching the air, I'm like slamming, slamming floor, and I'm just like, oh, she just. All like, right, now you sound crazy. Nah, not like, not like too bad, but I'm like, I'm like, mm, I'm like, damn, how did we miss that? Like you know what I'm saying, and she just, mm-hmm. she don't get it. Like I will give her credit because. I want to probably say maybe like once I figured out what I because originally I wanted to be a basketball player, but I learned real quick I'm I'm too short. <laughs> like I'm too short, so that's not going to happen. So <clears throat> it was her idea to along with my dad's so was mainly her idea to get me into like this sports broadcasting camp. So I will give her that. But it's just like ever since then, everything that's happened in the course of our relationship, it was just. It was just different, especially when I got on academic suspension because I had a lot going on that semester. And there's no excuse as to why I shouldn't have passed both classes. But with her, it was more so, I think for her, it's more so of like tough love, but not tough love. That's what I was just about to tell you. It just sounds like her love language is different. But not tough love like, you know, when you need it. Because at that particular time, I didn't need to hear you had one job to pass through classes. How in the world didn't you pass through classes? And I'm just like, yo, like. That just um, that just basically tells you maybe her childhood and how her parents set things up for her when mm-hmm. she fucked up. Mm-hmm. And I think I think she's done a good job of, because I don't want to say her childhood was rough, but she definitely wasn't, it wasn't like the best of environments. And I think she's done a good job on how she raised us. It's just our relationship is like kind of strange from it yeah. and I think eventually it'll get better but it's going to be one of them things where we actually sit down and like you know but it's like when are we gonna like when will you actually have that time to do that like do you really want to go another day without expressing how you like truthfully feel like mm-hmm. in my instance it's different because I wish that I could you know express how I feel but case you know he's MIA but if I had the opportunity I would probably make it happen because you just you just never know what tomorrow may bring mm-hmm. I feel like it'd be probably once I move out of the house I'll be able to do it because which I'll, would probably be good because then you have your space yeah I have my space <laughs> yeah. and on top of that I'll be able to express how mm-hmm. I truly feel without her being like you know what I'm done get out because that's what all like I'm not saying she'll do that but I wouldn't put it past her either. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <she's done> before. <laughs> I wouldn't put it, I wouldn't put it past her either. So it just be like, it, you know what I'm saying? I just don't want that tension. I'd rather just wait till I'm able to like move out and then we can properly have this discussion to where there's, even if there is resentment, we can go home to our separate places and sleep on it as opposed to having to deal with it all in just one mm-hmm. under one roof correct no that's that's smart i feel like that's really smart correct so you know, she can't really hold you to nothing like you got your own spot mm-hmm. um so i'm gonna read of of what uh some of my listeners said so i asked them how does your relationship with your parents affect affect our love life and uh this one girl that i'm in a group chat with jazz has said that it's the root of do you feel like it's the root of a whole lot of folks emotional issues which leads them to carrying around all this emotional baggage which, ne- which negatively effect- impacts the relationship 
And I do feel like that to a certain extent because I feel like what you don't get from your parents, you try to fill that void somewhere yeah. else. And it may not be, you know, like... For it may not be what you want, but it's good for the moment, I guess. Exactly. Like but if that's, I'm, that's what fucks, you know, fucks you up. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not, if you're not having that attention from your parents, you may go try to find it and guys who give you attention, but not the right attention. You know what I'm saying? And then now you may be like pregnant with three kids, you're working on your fourth, and you're yeah. like, how did we get here? You're saying it's just, it's just like everlasting cycle. Not just that, but you also may end up with somebody that's like your parents. Uh-huh. Or because somebody shows you attention, and because you, you know, you don't get that from your parents, they may be abusive, but you may deal with that because they're showing you the attention, and it's just like, nah, that's not. It's funny because I don't know if you believe in like horoscope signs or whatever but all of us dealt with the same sign as my father Mm. like like my older sister she's uh, she's in a relationship with a Taurus Mm -hmm. that kind of has the same characteristics as my father and then my sister did and then my first was actually a Taurus as well Mm. it's crazy bro (laughs) <laughs> I feel like you, like you said, like you try to find, you know, those characteristics or mm-hmm. attributes that your father showed you in other people. But, I mean, that just clearly shows you that your father's characteristics weren't all the best. Mm-hmm. And just weren't men enough. Exactly. Men enough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I agree but with I you. I wish I had a father just to hear him the kind of guy you're supposed to my dad used to always tell me like why are you so rough so aggressive with you guys when are you gonna find a man to be like daddy <laughs> i you know and i always get that i feel like i i come off like i'm always on the edge mm-hmm. but i don't know how else to put it i mean i don't know how else to be this mm-hmm. is how i grew up mm-hmm. I'll like you know i'll t- i'll learn how to kind of like you know, bring those, you know, that guard down when when it's time, but. I feel I like know. this, right? I feel like, we're going to wrap it up after this. I feel like, and I don't want to sound hypocritical, but I feel like both loves are important, but I feel like the daughter-daddy love is significantly more important than the mother-son dynamic, yeah. in my personal opinion. Because if, if for women that, like, the reason why I say it's more important is because women need to see, like you know what I'm saying, their dad, I don't say necessarily doing well, but treating a woman right so they know what to expect. But if you don't have that, like I said, it's harder to open up. And then, you know, you're, you're a little bit, maybe a little bit more rough. And then it's just like, yo, like, is this how... Like, is this normal for exactly. guys to treat me this way? Exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. Like you know what I'm saying, like even if the, because you can't teach, it goes both ways. Like I feel like you can't, like a, a woman can't teach a man to be a man, but I do feel like men have more chances of finding like a positive role model than it is for women trying to find a positive like man role model in your life. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, it's just like, 
that da- that daddy daughter dynamic is crucial. And if you don't have that, like it's it's rough. Yeah. It's extremely rough. Yeah. Extremely rough. You don't have nobody to really tell you what to look for. Mm-hmm. And, you know. And you know, the kind of men that's gonna approach you because you're a good looking woman mm-hmm. or things like that. Like you know what I'm saying, like you need your dad need to be able to tell you, like, look, I ran game when I was younger. These are the these are the signs that you need to look out for. Like you know what I'm saying, like these are the signs. Like, look, this is when he's running game on you. This is when such and such. And if you ain't got that, until you until you're able to go through the heartbreaking experiences to figure it out, it's like you're naive. Yeah. And then you no, know, listen, men are manipulative. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying, like we real manipulative, and and, and it, it it just sucks, especially yeah. if you don't have that person to to guide you through that process. Yeah. Like it's one thing to. You know what I'm saying cry on your mom's shoulder, but it's a whole nother thing as a woman to be able to cry to your dad's shoulder, yeah. and he's just like, yo, you know what, baby girl, everything's gonna be all right. Like you know what I'm saying, like it's that dynamic is is a different type of mm-hmm. unconditional mm-hmm. feeling. Yeah, most definitely, and I agree on that. Shit's tough, bro. That's why everybody needs that. I mean, both. I feel like both parents don't have to stay in the same household. Mm-hmm. Being able to have access to them, mm-hmm. you, I think you still need to be able to see them be cordial with each other as well, too. Like to where the mom's not trying to pit you against the dad and vice versa. You still need to be like, okay, we may not have worked out, but I'm still a. They're still cordial to where I can yeah, see cordial, so I don't have to be man. Exactly. <laughs> I feel like when you know things kind of started tilting and shifting off, it would be like, mom said this, your dad said this. Like, I really am not about to pick sides. Uh-huh. And, of course, they want you to be on their side. You're their choice. Uh-huh. You know, they want you to see that, hey, he hurt me, and this is, and this is how he hurt me, and I want you to know that this is wrong. And then uh-huh. the other person's saying the same thing, and it's like, who's really wrong here? Like, exactly. You know, how am I, like, keep me out of it. Exactly, exactly. I feel like that's kind of a, a mistake that they kind of did on their behalf, like trying to, put us in the middle and be the middleman and the message the messenger and stuff like that and you know i feel like you should you should never let what y'all got going on flood over mm-hmm. and you know catch the ears of anybody else mm-hmm. you know, or or your kids because then you don't want your kids to be like well mommy told me to do this and i don't like that you know mm-hmm. and then your dad is you know daddy's probably like what are you, what are you talking about mm-hmm. you know but I feel like that's probably a mistake that a lot of people do when they're not cordial. Mm-hmm. They like to tell you things that probably aren't true, or even if it's true, mm-hmm. you know, you should keep your you should keep your kids out of it. Yep. Because then that could affect them. Yep. And then if I'm having you know argument with my mom, and I'd be like, you know what, Dad was right. You know, and mom's <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Exactly. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So that could affect that could affect kids man you just gotta keep them out of that shit i agree with you i agree with you man we're gonna wrap this up uh yay i thank you (laughs) for being able to get deep with me today like i'm saying listen it's really hard for me to get deep by the way but it's really good because you know listeners i'm you know i'm sure everybody's had some type of experience or is experiencing it now Mm -hmm. And it's not easy. It's not an easy thing to kind of fathom, mm-hmm. you know, um, and to, you know, to kind of get into the understanding like, oh, this is going to be my life forever. Just one parent, you know. So 
listeners, if you're going through this, like, just know that you're not going through it alone, you know, and people, people have experienced it and people got through it. Okay. A lot of people don't get through it. Mm-hmm. I don't, I feel like I'm, I've gotten through it now, but I feel like, yeah, it'll probably still affect me in the future as mm-hmm. far as relationships, um, as far as, um, relationships with men, you know, it will. So, and I feel like feel like that's the reason why it's so easy for me to cut people off Mm -hmm. it's like i've had somebody walked out of my life and i've had to get through it Mm -hmm. that was a huge you know huge you know importance in my life Mm -hmm. so if that happened like like literally like anybody else that walks out of my life i don't i don't care exactly you know it's like this big person that used to be a role model for me walked out so I agree with you. Yeah, so I, I feel like that's kind of what makes it so easier for me to be like, oh, you want to walk away? Bye. I'm mm-hmm. not chasing you. Because mm-hmm. you went through that. Whether <laughs> <laughs> it's your you mother man. or your father. I agree with you. It's definitely rough. You want to plug your social media? Yes. So you guys can follow me on my main Instagram page, Thrilly underscore Valmont, and my business page, Lee Spotty by B. So if you are looking for quality jumpsuits lashes purses i just started opening up um my business and taking orders so go ahead and dm me to Bet. order my website is coming soon that you, you you still doing a youtube yes okay That's youtube is under my name leach falmont okay yeah. um yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna do something special for you so what i'm gonna do is right what we're going to team up. We're going to team up. We're going to do a giveaway. Okay. We're going to do a giveaway. Um, I don't know the details yet, but, you know, I'll definitely stay in touch. Yeah. And when I'm ready, you know, uh, I'll just basically, uh, whoever, it will just be strictly for the ladies because obviously you don't know men, you know, mm-hmm. want that stuff. I okay. mean, unless a man yeah. want to wear one. <laughs> <laughs> but well, you know. You, you never know. know. You never know. You, know you never know. But we'll, 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 we'll team it. Of course, I'll pay for everything. Yeah. And then um, they'll walk away with, uh, you know. Some okay. merchandise from I you. I love that. Because I fucked with you the all way. Okay. I appreciate you, man. Okay. For real. For I appreciate real. you too. I appreciate you. Um, you already know y'all can follow me at man average JTPC. That's the Instagram. Um the original playmaker. That's my personal Instagram. Um for anybody that wants to be on the creative corner, want your music played, so spoken word poetry, just email me admin at average JT. Um if it's trash, I'm not putting it on there. I'm just telling oh. you right now. If it's trash, I'm not putting it on here. But if it's not trash, if it's not trash, I will play it. And all I ask you to do is that when the song gets played, you just help promote the episode to the audience because I'm promoting you to my audience. And I'm, I got people all over the world listening now. I'm, I'm kind of, you know, okay. we're getting there little Everybody. by little. You know what I'm saying? We're getting there little by little. So that's, you know, that's all I ask. You know what I'm saying? It's just free promotion. Um, But yeah, man. Uh, once again, merchandise coming soon. Uh, just please, please, please just share this with a friend. If y'all if y'all know anybody that may like this, just share it with a friend, word of mouth. Because mm-hmm. I, I really want to make this. I do feel like officially now I found my passion. Like I knew it was sports broadcasting, but I feel like I'm way better at this podcast stuff than I'm at sports broadcasting. I want this to be my passion. Also, um, if anybody's interested in making a podcast, Average Joe Media. I got you. Like I'm, I'll even, I'll come to you. We'll record with my equipment, and I'll edit it, and I'll charge you cheaper than what the local studio is charging you now. So that way, and you'll get a monthly con- consultation with me as well. All right, y'all. 
I respect y'all. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. Philippians 4.13. Peace. Kind of city where you live in right All different opinions, can you choose a side? Come together for the better. Change can only start from the thoughts of an